Hello and welcome back to another episode of the FPL by Dummies. I'm Tom. And I'm Cam. And, well, I mean, my week was miserable. Brentford got spanked 5-1. I plummeted in rank. But I'm still above Cam. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was about to say half the game are, uh, which would obviously be an exaggeration, but a fifth of the game are, so that's still quite a good percentage. That actually made it sound pretty good, to be fair. Top 20%, mate. Oh, I'll take that, actually. Thanks for that. Sounds, that. Well, that sounds I'll much better. I mean, I also had a similarly uh, crap Sunday. Um, started off getting up at 6am when I didn't need to because the Grand Prix didn't start till quarter past eight. Uh, Verstappen then won the World Championship and then Liverpool got battered 3-2. So, yeah, not great. Liverpool get battered everywhere, everywhere they, go. they go. Literally, honestly. So bad. I mean, we actually played quite well. Um a really bad start, just terrible defending once more on the right-hand side of our defence. Um, but then after that, we pretty much dominated the the rest of the first half and were well worth going in at one all. And then again, some more crap defending uh, means we go in 2-1 down. And then Arsenal did come out and play a lot better in the second half. But yeah, it wasn't a terrible performance, but it was just three really bad goals. Like, I can't really begrudge Arsenal the win because they did play well, but it was just that the goals that they scored, it's like... You'd have taken it if they scored some really like nice flowing. Like there was so many chances they had, which should have been goals compared to the ones that they got. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, I'm not that bitter about losing, but I'm just like, why are we so shit? See, I thought you'd be a bit more bitter. I mean, big pen shout, and well, two big pen shouts either way. Yeah, I mean, the pen was really irritating at the time. I mean, at least you're, you're not Liver Liverpool anymore, and and Arsenal have become Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, it. De- I'm, I was screaming for a pen at the time with Gabriel. Um, it is a it is a penalty. Well, he doesn't. He obviously is not intentional, but his hand is above his head, and it stops the ball going across the box for well, another Liverpool player. I, to Ivan, to- Ivan Tony got a penalty against Newcastle this weekend. And yeah, it wasn't intentional. The, it was it was a header into a hand which was in the air. So I mean, from about two two inches away as well. I mean, his hand obviously. Uh, I think it was Dan Byrne. His arm is literally above his head. Um, so, so but like, I mean, well, Gabriel's is more like sort of I guess in a forward motion. But what I'm saying is that Gabriel at least is looking towards the ball, and mm. so his arm is up, and therefore, in my opinion, it's a penalty. I mean, the yeah. Newcastle one is like I can see why it's a penalty because his arm's definitely not in a natural position, but also he's just coming from a jump so it's sort yeah. of like well I think uh, what for, I will say is that our penalty shout was probably as at least as soft as their, the one they got yeah Arsenal's. well I, I mean you know you know it's bad you know it's a bad penalty decision when Ian Wright who is the most Arsenal mad man and like as in like I mean not yeah. saying he I'm not saying he's like super biased but literally he's the most yeah. biased man he's on football a devoted he's more biased than Graham Sooners now that's saying something <laughs> um and he, even More he was saying Graham Souness is against Pogba. Yeah, <laughs> and even even Wright was saying like that's not a penalty. Like, and what, I'm the like, Jesus one, the the Arsenal penalty. Yeah. Oh really? He was like, "There's no way that's a penalty." He's like, "It's so soft." Yeah. And his in his opinion, it's like you can have. He's like, 
there's no rule which says there can't be contact in the box. Yeah, it's all about how much contact there is in the box. And in his opinion, he said that there isn't enough contact on that for that to be happening. I mean, and he also says like he goes down so easily. So he said, he said in his so what he said was like, although he's happy his team won, in his opinion, it shouldn't have been a penalty. And yeah, when I mean, he and when he writes saying that, I mean, you've got to have a you've got to have something. You've got to look at it and go, well, he yeah. is. And I mean, and I'm not saying it now in a bad way, but he is obviously going to be biased towards Arsenal because he supports Arsenal. But yeah, it's his team. Exactly. I mean, when he's saying that it's not a penalty, you've got to go. Okay, maybe there's something in there. Yeah. I mean, there was there was as you say, there was certainly contact, and uh, you know, Thiago didn't get any of the ball, so I can see why it was given. But as I say, I think it was as soft, uh, or our penalty claim was as soft as the one that they got. So. If he's giving one, then surely he's got to give the other. But yeah, I mean, we we you can't really be better, bitter about the fact that we just aren't playing well enough. Um, I thought we looked a bit more incisive, whereas like in the past we've looked kind of devoid of ideas. Whereas I think Darwin, even though he didn't have loads of clear cut chances and he took his goal quite well, like he, he did cause the Arsenal backline problems. And Jota, I think, looked quite lively. Um, it was just like. Tomiyasu fully pocketed Salah. Like there was literally, Salah got past him once and then put a really weak shot in at the near post. Um, but otherwise, every single time he came up against him, Tomiyasu took the ball off him or sent him backwards or down down the line of blind alley or something like that. Um, so Salah was the only real weak point in our attack on on uh, yesterday. Um, I thought Thiago and Henderson did quite well in midfield, given that there was two of them in there against three. Um, but so th- there was positives, but again, it was just our defending was terrible, and Salah was really lackluster. So yeah, you can't you can't be too bitter, just disappointed about where we just, are right now. Just disappointed. I mean, Bournemouth are the league's whipping boys outside of Forest, and they're still above. We beat them nine nil, and they're above us. Bournemouth, oh, right, Bournemouth yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Fulham are above us as well. They are indeed. We're on the same points as you. Well, we've played, but you've also played a game. You've also played a game uh, less than all of us as well. But that's we have. But still, like everyone's was like, I know United obviously won like four or five in a row, whatever it was, and had that loss against City and then won again. But they were saying how much dire straits United are in, and we're way off the pace. Yeah, I mean to be fair, like when I think the best. The best way to put it is everyone was saying how bad a start to the season Everton and West Ham were having and you're now on the same points as them. So that's, I think, as bad as it can be really at the moment for you. So glad we started the podcast off so positively for you, mate. Mm. Beautiful. Shall I um, I bring myself down as well then? We got got (laughs) absolutely spanked Um, 5-1. David Rea masterclass. Um, Yeah, he, he went back to the old school David Rea where he decided just to pass the ball to a Newcastle player every five minutes. Embarrassing, shocking, really poor. Um, yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Um, to be honest, I think it was three major mistakes for the. I mean, four to be honest, probably. You could probably give even, even the first goal was like no one defending. So, um, but yeah, Newcastle. Were, I mean, I wasn't. I told you, I wasn't expecting to win at St James's Park with Newcastle how they're playing. But five one's a bit embarrassing. So, I mean, that's all I've really got to say on that one. Tony Skill scored, so I could take yeah. away a little bit. A little and bit obviously got booked because he's because the shouse. I love him. He can't stay out of the rest book. Um, but yeah, I mean, I forgot to cap off how bad my weekend was with the fact that um, I went for Trent over Cancelo. 
<laughs> oh yeah, we didn't. We haven't even started this properly. How many points did you get this week? I mean, I'm. And, I, I mean, I know we have game tonight, but I assume it's you're all out for whatever you're on. Yeah, um, I do have Williams left to play, but he's on the bench. Um, okay, and uh, so yeah, no Cancelo. You said you plummeted to sixty k. Tried yes. two million. Woof. So I mean, I did. I started the game where you got one point three. Once again, if we talk about percentage terms, I've, I think I've plummeted more than you. <laughs> Probably. I mean, I think this is the second week back to back that I've um, lost seven hundred k places. Uh, Oof, wow. Actually, you know, did I lose a million last? I think I was about like four hundred k last week. Dropped one point three. Now I'm at one. Was at one point three, and now I'm at uh, two mil. So. Yeah, that's probably going to get worse tonight when Villa play uh, Forest by at least a hundred k or so. Uh, no, it shouldn't be. Too, it shouldn't be too bad tonight. I don't think there's not. There's reckon? not too. No, no, no. I mean, early, it's still early weeks of the season, so even a couple points will make a big. Potentially, I mean, there shouldn't be many. I mean, there's not going to be many, many. I mean, unless it's like a huge scoring game and like it goes a bit crazy, then yeah, maybe. But I mean, I wouldn't be too too bothered. About so, tonight. what's your um, percentage change then? I have my percentage change. Uh, it is. I think. I, I think two hundred two hundred and five percent. Yeah, I was going to say. I th- well, this is just a sad indictment of where I'm at in the overall rankings. But I was like, I'm pretty sure mine's going to be better than yours, even though I've lost more than ten times the amount of points <laughs> that you have. But mine's only fifty eight percent. Okay. I mean, yeah, there's plen- plenty, plenty of time left. Plenty of time left. I mean, I mean, obviously, I don't know. I don't know who listens to us, not many people, but whoever listens to us. I mean, the, the, the rank changes are so early in the season that, I mean, from 5k all the way down to 1 mil, 2 mil, 5k all the way down to 2 million is 100 points. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not a lot. The only thing is that my deficits so early in the season have been like, as I say, literally over the course of two weeks, and it's by having not having two Man City players, or in one case, one of them captain, um, has caused me to just lose so many places. And it's one of those things that regaining those places takes at least five times the amount of weeks it takes to lose them. So um, it's going to be a steady grind to try and move back up. But we're here for the next, we, is it th- 28 weeks? So We, we move. We move. Classic. Um, but yeah, I literally had... I know I did. I did have a decent amount of returns, but not like. Well, as I said, Cancelo is obviously the glaring miss from my team, um, with that literally being an eight points, eighteen point swing because Trent got zero again. Um, so that would have taken me well over the average if I had him. But Andreas with a goal, Zaha with an assist, Son with an assist. Uh, yeah, it's not actually that bad. It's just Trent uh, Cancelo's missing. Yeah, Marlon, I mean- Tony and Trippier as well. Uh, disgusting amount of video again is on on Cancelo so yeah um, so I captain apart from Trippier I captain the best person I could have done with Haaland so there you are not a good week but as you say we move yeah I mean yeah I mean all of so I, I, I mean I was speaking to people at my transfer but they were going to be before the game week and I, if I made any of them I would have made more points than I did so that was um Second week in a row that is, isn't it? Second week in a row that I absolutely fucked my transfers again. So I decided to roll my transfer and keep Van Dyke and just bench him because I didn't think he was going to do anything. Correct decision. Unfortunately, then Mitrovic didn't start. My moves were going to be Mitrovic to Skwaka, which obviously would have been positive. It would have been Van Dyke to uh, Kukurea, which also would have been positive. So both of those went quite poorly. Um, 
I mean, yeah, I'm still 60k, so I'm really not going to moan or complain because I'm actually still having a really good start to the season. And and now it's getting to the point where my team is now set. I, this is why I've done. I went the early game week wild card on game week nine. It's not paid off so far, but I feel this is where the turn of the fixtures is going to happen, and hopefully, I'm in a good place. So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, one the final point on my team is that. Obviously, Rashford having his goal ruled out. This is a very... My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. Um, but that would have made a fairly diff, uh, sizable difference to my team. I could, what was his EL? I think it was oh, pretty low. decent. Pretty low. Um, so it would have been a nice... Well, not a boost because I still would have dropped, but it wouldn't be quite so bad as it is. Um, yeah, 16%. So that would have been a nice little gain. Uh, but yeah but yes um but yeah so um should we run down the rest of the fixtures and see what we've got and i mean we've we've already depressingly talked about our team should we talk about some teams that actually perform well yeah um i mean where do we start man city of course um i mean have they won the league already probably i mean the only surprise in that game was that harlan didn't score all four <laughs> I mean, he probably could have to be for the amount of chances he had. Um, yeah, it's just another one. I mean, obviously, you talked talked about Cancelo and goal, assist, and a clean sheet, and that disgusting eighteen pointer against yourself. Um, Foden goal, assist. Yep. What's new? De Bruyne only one assist. I mean, that was slightly positive at least. Yeah, I mean, uh, did Bruno Large lose his job before the Chelsea game or after? Was it before? Before the Chelsea game, yes. So. Yeah, they continue their poor on a form and I think it was quite expected that Chelsea were going to get the win in a clean sheet. I think the only surprising thing again was that James didn't start and I think that frustrated quite a lot of people. But um, yeah, Brozier obviously getting his first goal. Um, Spurs, uh, Kane and Skull, Skull? (laughs) Skulls and Son (laughs) combining once more to to nick the three points there. I mean, it's kind of uneventful in all the other games. Yeah, Palace no, Leeds that... game was a good one, but only a two-one scoreline. So, Leicester finally is 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 Brendan finally getting a sack now? I mean, I don't know. Can they really afford to? Who are they going to get instead? Well, Wolves are currently looking at Julian Lopatelli. I can never say his name. Lopetelli. I can never say any name to be fair, but. Um, <laughs> I mean, the like, Sevilla manager. The Sevilla manager, yeah. Well, sorry, he's been just been sacked from Sevilla. Oh, has he? But, but I mean, he's he's a good manager. I mean, he's yeah, had a bad start to the season, but I mean, he's proven he's a very good manager over several jobs now. So, I mean, that would be quite an interesting one. But probably, probably may get the walls move instead here now. But I mean, if you're going to pick, if you're going to pick going to manage Leicester or Wolves, I think I'd rather go more. Yeah, I think I'd rather <laughs> go manage Leicester. Yeah, probably they got. Well, I think they're both like well-matched sides. Like, you got to remember that Wolves have quite a good squad, um, some really talented players in midfield and attack. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy to move on to Snog Maravoid if you are. Yeah, I mean, we'll find a one. Um, Ronaldo scored his first goal of the season, and his 700th of his club career. Yeah, still shit though, isn't he? Um, yeah, Snog Maravoid. <laughs> Uh, so Snog Maravoid will do that instead. <laughs> um, Snog Void, if you haven't listened to us before, Snog is a short-term pick, Marry is a long-term pick, and Avoid is someone we don't like or want in our team. Um, Snog, how about yours to start with? Because I like it. I like it a lot. 
Yeah, I mean, if you take a look at his Premier League form, there's not much to go off because he has had his minutes limited in the Prem, but he is scoring in the Europa League. And to be fair, I say that, has got back-to-back starts and back-to-back goals in the Prem. Um, so I'm talking about Gianluca Scamacca uh, for West Ham. Uh, he is pretty reasonably priced at 6.7. Uh, did he start the season at 7? Yeah, he did. So he's had a, a drop week on week because, as I say, he has had his minutes limited. So very understandable. But as I say, back-to-back Premier League goals. Um, and I think I'm right in saying back-to-back Europa League goals as well. Um, West Ham have a bit of a kind of number nine curse, but he seems to... I mean, he's not number nine, he's number seven. But as as a, as a forward... As a striker, um, they've not had the best of luck, and Antonio has kind of stepped into that role, but is a bit of a, a plugging of the of the gap rather than being an out and out number nine. But Skamaka has come in and kind of taken taken to the Premier League and uh, West Ham side really nicely. So with the fixtures they've got coming up, um, uh, at Liverpool are five on the FDR in game week twelve, but. They could West Ham could easily turn up to Anfield and score at least two. So uh, that's not really that representative. And then either side of that, they've got Southampton away and Bournemouth at home. So as I mentioned, Bournemouth leak goals and Southampton haven't been that watertight either. Uh, West Ham have started to pick up their performances and and their shooting boots. So um, yeah, I think Skamaka, if you're looking for a Mitrovic alternative, um, I mean, there were rumours that he'll be back fit this week, but um if your patience is worn thin or you're on Tony looking to move somewhere, downgrading Jesus, any of those sorts of things, I think Skamaka could be a good pick and he's only 1.5% owned. So a, a nice little differential too. Yeah, I really like it. Um, I think from this, looking at the games and what they've played recently, it looks like almost Antonio's become the Europa League striker and Skamaka looks to be going the Premier League striker because... Mm. Um, Antonio started the last Europa League game and Skamaka was benched, but then he came off the bench to score. Yeah, um, I really like it. I almost pulled the trigger on it uh, from Mitrovic, but then I heard that Mitrovic wouldn't... Well, obviously, I waited the extra uh, day. Obviously, I was talking last week about getting Martial. Thank God I didn't do that because he got injured literally mm. immediately. But um, the uh, I did then think about going to Skamaka instead and was really interesting for me. Um, I thought I'd wait to the press conference and when, obviously, he said, oh, he's only going to be out for a week. Or I was like, okay, I'll stick with Mitro, but really interesting one. And like you said, I really like the fixtures as well coming up. They're, they're pretty tasty. Yeah, I mean, sorry to deviate, but I've just looked up because I was trying to find his Europa League stats. Um, and I've seen that Tom and I were talking before coming on air and Diaz is out until December. So, or after oh, December. really? Yeah, he's going to miss our remaining 10 fixtures before the World Cup. Oh wow! Seriously, what's where's that? Just where's that come from? Is that just um... BBC Sport? It's a very, it's a really short article. Cause it only came out seven minutes ago, but uh, yeah, he is out for a while, which is oh, unfortunate. I mean, to be fair, I guess the good the good uh, thing is at least um, Jota's now coming back to fitness. Yeah, but with Salah out of form, you uh, kind of want as many to be fit as possible so either you can haul him off or you can even drop him but that's not really going to happen now oh good all right i'm glad you're still depressed um so yeah so my snog this week is going to be lewis dunk um brighton new manager obviously uh deserby's come in for for graham potter um 
I think it's I think it's a good little punch. Honestly, you could even, I mean there's even there's even idea you could hold him all the way to the World Cup, but he's so cheap. He's four point six mil. Next game's against Brentford. Um, obviously, Brian did just concede first against um, and Spurs, but they looked a bit better. I think they're looking not too bad. They then got Nottingham Forest, and that's really the one where I'm going for this snog. Obviously, it's a blank game week. You're going to need players to play. Um, breaking news this evening as well. Neko Williams isn't playing tonight for Nottingham Forest. He's finally been dropped. So, I mean, you're now sitting with a four-point... I know he's a bench fodder player anyway, but uh, he's now a bench following player who is not playing. Um, so, for me, Lewis Dunk's a good little replacement for there. If you've got the point six mil extra, Brentford, Nottingham Forest, the next two. They then got City, so I'd be benching him in that game, obviously, because they will more than likely concede about 12. Um, but no, that Nottingham Forest game, when Arsenal and City have got that blank game week, that's the one I'm targeting there. So, for me, probably Lewis Dunk coming in this week for me. Um the other little shout out potentially as well, and I have really thought about it a lot before I punted Dunk is Purvis Estepinen. Um, it's four point five, so point one cheaper. Plays left wing back instead of um, centre back. The only issue is he is playing. It, it could be seen as a positive or a negative, and I'm unsure. His minutes are very managed, but he's playing sixty to seventy minutes every game. That's great because potentially he's getting sixty seventy minutes and then getting his clean sheet points and run into the hills. Yeah. But also, it could mean that there's, um, you know, he doesn't. There's one game where he doesn't play. Um, it doesn't mean, you know, just because he's playing, you know, 60, 70 minutes. They do have um, uh, uh, Mitoma on the on the bench, who is one of those players that, you know, he probably will get some game time at, at some time or another. He's only obviously uh, come back from being on loan last year, so you'd imagine he might get some game time playing playing left wing back as well. So mm, it'd be interesting to see. I know that a lot of people have talked about him coming in. So, But for me, Dunk's probably a safer bet. Estepinian's probably your, your, your dodgy but more attacking pick. Yeah, um, I'm on Fafana, which was very ill-fated. Brought him in for a week and then I don't think I even got a Premier League game out of him and then he got injured. So... Uh, I'm looking to find a replacement. So um, for the short term, uh, yeah, Brighton defender could certainly work. Um, yeah, uh, to circle back to Skamaka, I just looked up and he's they're in the Europa Conference League, not the Europa League, but he scored, including their final two playoff games, he scored in four of the past five. So he's in red hot form there. And then as mm. I say, he's played two in the Prem and got two goals very recently. But yeah, Brighton defenders, definitely worth a pick in the short term. Interestingly, I've just said if you're potentially looking to move off Mitrovic, who's your marry? My marry is Mitrovic. Um, Yeah, it's one of those where obviously pre-injury, very short injury, he's been an absolute fire. I mean, the man's been ridiculous recently. Obviously, Cam has been trying to make you avoid him for several, several weeks. Um, now he's called, finally right. Now you're finally right. Uh, six goals in the last nine games. Uh, sorry, in nine games. It's all, sorry, eight games because obviously there was a blank uh, in seven. Um, so, six goals in uh, eight games this year. Obviously, pulled off in the Newcastle game after 36 minutes with a, a slight injury. Obviously, missed West Ham last week. Hmm, here's a tough one for me. Keep him. Um, if you've got enough players to play this week, at least it's one of those where I feel like if you get him out and he still and he comes back in this week again, th- their fixtures are so good that he could end up scoring two, three. I mean, I wouldn't put a pass and score out trick. Bournemouth at home, Bournemouth conceded 
a lot of goals this season. Villa then next game in 13, which is again the blank game week for Arsenal and Man City. So again, you need playing players. If he's playing, perfect. Aston Villa at home and then Leeds away, which I think is obviously a much harder game this year, but um, they do still concede goals, two against Palace this week. So next three games is Bournemouth, uh, Aston Villa, Leeds, then Everton at home. And then they do have Man City and Man United as the final two before the World Cup. But I mean, that's a six game hold for me at least. Well, four four games at least, maybe selling before Man City, but at the moment, going to be holding on to him. Do you want to know who was the first of us to say to avoid Mitrovic this season? Was it me? Yep. I thought it was in game one. <laughs> yeah, um, game week two. But yeah, only only because I I um yeah, as a Brentford fan, I have to hate Fulham. So, <laughs> um, but no, he's been on absolute fire and and looks like, like he doesn't look. I think my opinion at the start of the season was, oh, he's going to be the same Mitrovic comes up, scores a few goals, and does nothing. He looks like a completely different player this year since he's been up. He looks absolutely on it, and yeah, I'm hoping he's fit this weekend for Bournemouth because that's a that's a that's a tasty game for him. Yeah, I'm still not swayed. I think I'd still prefer to have Tony and, as I mentioned, Skamaka. So, um, for me, still a bit on the fence. Well, not on the fence. I don't want him, but I can see why you are you're keen for him because, as I say, his goal record is pretty good this year, and uh, he's on the same amount of goals as Tony, but he is uh, a little bit cheaper. So, better points per million. Um, my marry is pretty blatant. And uh, continuing the Man City fanboying, uh, my marry is KDB. Um, I think lots of people are bidding Salah off. Um, I would like to be one of them. It's still TBC whether I will be. Um, but I think quite an obvious move if you don't already have him is KDB. Um, there is obviously a massive argument for my marry last season over KDB, which is uh, Foden. Um, did I say last season? I meant last week. Um, is is Foden because he's saves you point uh, f- sorry four million um, and I think has more points so far. I wouldn't be surprised, but he's obviously scored a lot of goals recently. Um, so there's a big argument for him, but if you've already got him because as I say he's an eight million midfielder and you're looking to have another premium asset, then I think KDB speaks for himself. He's the top assister this season with nine. Um, yeah, five clear of the next best, which is Bernardo Silva and Saka. Um, City are obviously just on absolute fire at the minute and scoring goals for fun. And even though their next fixture is Liverpool, as I've already mentioned, not to be pessimistic, but we're not in good form and we don't defend and City are the most potent attack in the league. So KDB, I think, is going to have an absolute field day. Um, and even though they blank in 12, I think even if you don't already have him, it's almost worth getting in this week if you're moving Salah out, um, provided you've got enough cover to bench him in game week 12. Then after that, they have just a sea of green. Uh, Brighton, Leicester, Fulham, Brentford, Leeds and Everton uh, before they finally play Chelsea and Man United in the new year. So um, I think KDB just has the fixtures and the form to absolutely thr- uh, thrive um, and is a kind of no-brainer replacement for Salah. Although I know you're kind of keen to keep Salah for a, a few more weeks at the very least, so um, yes, I may it may come to bite me, um, but I just I know he's not in bad I know he's in bad form, 
but the thing is for me well so i can't go to i can't move to kdb this week because i then don't have enough cover for players in game week 12 um obviously with the blank with arsenal and man with the arsenal man city blank in 12 um so i'm obviously going to keep salah for i'm gonna have to play salah this week against man city i mean i could move to son that's obviously another option but i don't really like spurs fixtures that much so it's sort of like well i, I don't really like that move personally um Liverpool then have West Ham in the in the uh, game week twelve. Well, I'm going to call it mi- mini blank, but obviously it affects a lot of people with a lot of Arsenal Manic players. They've then got Nottingham Forest. I I have to I have to own him for that game. You say this though, but like, I mean, even let's take the Bournemouth situation out of the equation, where we obviously scored nine and Salah didn't get anything. He's just not in good form, and I'm trying. I'm basically just trying to be wary of my position in previous seasons, where you go, "Oh, but they're so and so, and they always turn up." And yeah, you would expect to, but recently Salah hasn't. Like I expected in this game week just gone against Arsenal, and also obviously we've just talked about we could have very easily had a penalty, which you'd probably expect Salah to score, but the fact of the matter is we didn't, and he didn't. Uh, and otherwise he was terrible in the game. So I'm just not convinced that it is worth holding him for that fixture because even the without is, the so precedent you, of Bournemouth, you still aren't convinced that he's going to turn up. Well, I'm sat, on, I'm sat on James Madison, who's an £8 million player. I'm sat on Zaha, who's obviously 7.3. Um, and obviously your punt from last week is Phil Foden. So at the max, I can only own three Man City players. So who do I want? Do I want Foden 8.2 mil, like you said last week? Do I want De Bruyne at 12.7? Which I Sorry, 12.4, which I think is a really good pick, by the way. I'm not saying it's not. Um, but it's which three do you get? It's, it's this classic situation we had last year of which Liverpool players to own this year. It's just which Man City players do I own? Um, yeah, because you've obviously got Cancelo and so it's who do you have as your third. Exactly. And I mean, it's like, do you drop Cancelo and have triple Man City attack? Or do you split it through and have, um, you know, uh, a defender, a midfielder, an attacker. Um, it's really hard to pick. And I think at the moment, at this current time, with the way I'm set up, and obviously each team's different and everyone's got a slightly different setup, obviously, I can't go to KDB this week because that means I've got then four Man City slash Arsenal players, which means, you know, I can't bench all of them for game week 12. Um, and Liverpool have Nottingham Forest in 13, which I mean, let's be honest, it is the game that everyone saw. I mean, everyone targeted last week with James Madison against Nottingham Forest, and he got eighteen points. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. I mean, with um, with us having that fixture, and now obviously Diaz out, do you not just go for Jota, Nunes, or Firmino? I know they're all strikers. Is, rather they're all strikers. Midfielders. That's the issue. That is the issue. To be honest, that's the only issue because I've got Haaland, which obviously, I mean, no one's getting rid of Haaland. You want Jesus because that's going to be really the one you want to get in more so. Because of all of the all of the Arsenal players, you've got obviously Martinelli who's on fire, but Jesus really, I mean, the fact Jesus didn't score yesterday, um, or have any involvement yesterday is, is scary, especially the ownership he's at. So I think for me I'd rather have Jesus um as a striker. And then it's pick it then plug in the extra gap. So it's then go, well, I guess I can drop I mean, to be honest, I guess I could always drop um uh um Salah to Foden and then go to uh, Tony up to, you know, uh, Jota or Bobby or to Nunes. But then, well, which one of those three do you get? Yeah, I don't know. I just, 
Liverpool. Plus, 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 I don't have to remove Ivan Tony from my team, which is never going to happen. Let's go. So, <laughs> Haaland and Tony just mainstays for the season. Yeah. Well, just Tony. Haaland will probably get rid of it at some point. So, <laughs> yeah, it's more likely that uh, Haaland gets binned than Ivan Tony does. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it just it's, it just depends how your team sets up, really. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I I mean, De Bruyne's an unbelievable pick, obviously, and he's the I mean, he's probably the best premium at the moment. Um, I'd even say probably better than Kane because I know Kane's obviously been scoring lots of goals, but Kane's been scoring goal a game, goal a game, goal a game. It's consistent returns, but there's none of these big hauls that like Haaland's getting, mm. KDB's getting. I mean, even James Madison got the other day, Bowen the other week. Like we haven't seen like a ridiculous haul from Kane yet. Really, it's all been sort of relative. I mean, constant. That means it's coming then. Don't know, but I mean, it's like at the moment for me, it's like I really like Kane, but he's hitting sort of. If we go through, I mean, we're completely sidetracked here, but eight pointer, six pointer, ten pointer. I mean, to be honest, though, yeah, it's like one of those where they're not huge hauls. But he is on sixty three points overall. Yeah, which let's all players total points. Cancelo's on sixty one, Foden's on sixty two. So um... he's the second scoring. He's the second highest scoring player. Yes, but then if you look at the players that comparing those two that are lower than him. Like you've got Foden eight point two million, Cancelo. Yeah. I mean, I'm even moving towards the point where, if Salah does go for me, I'm probably going to go to one premium, and not have not have two premiums. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly value in in the cheaper options this year. Um, as you say, just looking at the top point scorers, there's not many of them who are even like eleven million over, ten million and over. They're all cheaper than that, so. Yep, certainly value to be found elsewhere. Interesting, anyway. Um, anyway, avoids. I'm going to go... I'll kick us off. Uh, Miguel Amaron. Um, he's been bought in by a ridiculous amount of people after they after they absolutely humbled Brentford on the weekend. Um, I understand. Yep, he's playing pretty well. He's in good form. I mean... There's a certain man who was also in very good form until he got injured called Alan Maxman. And you've basically bringing in a rotation pro Newcastle player. And I wouldn't do it. And that's it, really. I, I've, I've nothing. I've really very other list, very much. Is there really much else to say? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, words come out, but it's just sort of like they have some very good quality that's been injured. And he just isn't going to get the game type. All the thing, the problem with getting Almiron in. Is for me, it only takes one bad game for him to lose his place. It's not going to be like he has one bad game. Oh, we'll stick with him because let's okay. Let's say he keeps his place this week and Saint Max carries on playing. Uh, sorry, Saint Max carries on on the bench. All it takes is one slightly poor performance and Saint Max gets his place back. And I personally, Saint Max is obviously first choice. So they've obviously got two strikers as well. So it's like, is there going to be a change formation to play Wilson and Isaac up top when Isaac's back fit? You'd imagine so. I mean, it's easy, it's impossible to say what would have happened otherwise, but obviously Isaac has been injured and um, so is St Max. But from the beginning of the season, there's only been one game where he's played less than 80 minutes. Um, Who? Mick Miggy? Amaron, yeah. He has four goals, which isn't terrible. And I think the thing is, the only thing... I wouldn't personally get him. I did consider him on my wild card, but ended up not going with him, which was, again, foolish because he then got 15 points. But um, I could see why people might have him because he's he is only 5.1. 
And as I say, he's played 80 minutes of every game. So he's pretty much, well, he's guaranteed to start thus far, has played good minutes and has decent returns, albeit they've pretty much all come recently. Um, but the only kind of mark against his name is I think that obviously there are so many good value midfield assets this season that maybe he's taking up a space. Um, but he is, as I say, 5.1. It's basically the same as having like an Andreas Pereira, a 4.5, 4.6 playing midfielder. Like I, said, I appreciate that he's slightly more expensive than that, but he's basically a, a playing enabler is what I'm getting at. Um, it's just the fact that... Um, he might not play. <laughs> well, no, that he takes up a space where you could have, you know, as you just said, you could have Bowen, Foden, Son, Rashford, Zaha, and, you know, interchange any of those for, you know, any other mid-price midfielder. Um, and that's already your five spots gone. So do you give one of those up for Amron? Maybe not. Um, particularly given that all of those players that I'm listed apart from Son are pretty budget, so you can afford to have the bigger players elsewhere, like your Cancelos, your Harlands, your Reese Jameses, etc. So that's the only reason I think I think he is like transferred in by far too many people, but I don't think he's necessarily a bad pick. Nah, shit pick. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bullshit. Nah, bull- bullshit, man. Um. Okay, my avoid. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. My um, my pick is to avoid this week Bukayo Saka. Um, He has got decent returns this season: three goals, five assists, um, and it's been pretty steady trickling of points. Um, An assist in the first game, two blanks, but then two assists, a goal, two assists again, and then obviously two goals last time out. Um, You know, taking him to fifty-four points, which is outside of the freak that is Erling Haaland, a pretty respectable return, especially for 7.8. I think lots of people were concerned about his price going up from 5.56, last year to 8 million. He's obviously dropped slightly to 7.8 now. Um, But I just think, again, the same reason I've got a mark against Amron is that he takes up a space in your team when there are more threatening players. I think I'd pers- I don't own any Arsenal players at the minute, but I'd personally prefer to have Martinelli over Saka if I could. He's 1.2 cheaper, scored more, got more points so far this season. Um, and I don't know that I would want to double up on Arsenal in midfield because, again, it takes up um, spots for other players. Um, trying to have a bit more diversity in your team. So, yeah, for, ha- for, for 0.4 extra, you can have Madison or, as I say, you can go to... Foden for the same amount or you could even drop I was going to mention Anthony as my potential for a snog um, because it's quite bandwagony but he has scored three and three um, which is no easy feat um, and again it's pretty decent opposition so um, yeah for me Saka is just unfortunately got too much competition around him um, and so couple that with the fact they blank in 12 I think uh, you should avoid him I I disagree with you. What? No way. What I'm a shocking. That. <laughs> um looking at it, I wouldn't even be adverse to tripling up on Arsenal attack. That's bold. I mean Insert picture of Bateson. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> um they've not scored less than two goals in a game this year. Yeah. 
Um, As I say, for me, it's just a case of having diversity in your team because you, you're right, they've not... Uh, did you say they've not scored less than two? No, nope, scored two goals in every single game this season. And I mean, they've scored three and four in, in several games as well. So um, I've just said two because obviously... That's the yeah. that's the lowest they've scored, but and he has had and as I said, his points have been spread out, so it's not all been in one or two games. I just think, as I say, diversity of your team. You've got just looking at it, he's he has got more points than Madison, um, but Madison has come into form of late. You've got Foden who scored more points. You've got Trossard who I nearly said to avoid as well, but he's on the same amount of points as Saka. Um, I just think, yeah, you've got diversity in your team. That's what I try to have if I can. Um, I just thinking, so you could, I mean, if I went to this route of binning off Salah and having a split, you know, a spread of my money, I mean, I could have the likes of, I mean, Martin is obviously relatively cheap. I've got Zaha in my team, I've got Madison. You could then have a Saka and then also have a Foden. I mean, that would actually, so I would be able to drop Salah to Foden and still have enough funds to get Andreas up to Saka. Yeah, not surprising. So, I mean, that's like, when you when you look at it like that, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd be so this is how ridiculous it is. I'd be able to do Salah down to Foden, Andreas up to Saka, and still have 1.2 in the bank, which I could then, in, in, to, to, which I then can go from Mitrovic to Jesus. I mean, then I've got triple Man City, triple Arsenal. I mean, I've lost, I've lost some Liverpool on my team. But at the moment, what we, what we all like we need said, to decide is that realistically, we're not going to have any of them, and the player we need to have is Jacob Murphy. Oh, I mean, absolutely, he's the goat. I mean, we've said this for many years, and no one's ever believed us. But Jacob Murphy is the absolute goat. He's basically messy, but re envisaged as a younger player. Um, the only thing, the only reason I said all this about Arsenal is because they do have in game with thirteen and fourteen Southampton, and then the the holy grail that is Nottingham Forest at home. Um, yeah. They yeah. got the Chelsea. They got Chelsea, and then they got Chelsea, and then they've got Wolves. Their final game for the World Cup. I, mean, I am just going to say as well because I mean, people, most people know, but there are people who be listening who don't know. You do, you do get a free. You have free transfers from game week sixteen to game week seventeen because of the World Cup. Uh, the majority of people know that, but just to let you know, so from now till sixteen, you've got six game weeks, and then you have complete free reign of your team. There is free transfers for everybody. It's basically a wild card. Just sort of point out so when we're looking into the future don't get too hung up on oh what i'm going to do after that period of time because you do get that free wild card between 16 and 17 the other point as well is that if you haven't already then you should probably use your wild card that you've got for the first half of the season between now and then yeah uh, i mean if your team doesn't need it then don't use it but if you don't then you'll you will lose it and you'll just get the two I mean, wild if, cards for the season if we're, if we're going down the strategy point of view my personal i mean the, the recommendation of most people is to wild card in 13 um, and basically now just make your transfers where you're getting in, getting out the players this week and next week of your Arsenal Man City players and then getting them back in for 13. Obviously check the team value because if you get someone out like Haaland, he's going to cost you a shitload more when you get him back and in 13. Martinelli. And Martinelli. I mean, even like Cancelo's, I think, jumped up to like 7.4. Started at 7, I think. So um, but obviously be aware of the team value part of things. But the the, the two, the main, the main uh, if you've not used a wild card so far, the main... Uh, tip so far is probably wildcard in 13. Your other option is to wildcard in 12, but it's you're then basically wildcarding out certain players, which you then probably want back in for 13. So wouldn't recommend 12, but but 13 does seem to be the 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 optimum that a lot of people are using at the moment. So yeah, so, that's a little that's a little what do we call it public announcement of the week. 
Little nugget. Yeah, Ooh, and so that's that's not Mario Void. Indeed. So, what are you are uh, doing next week? This week, unfortunately, it's going to be the shortest the shortest stint of Virgil Van Dyke and my team of all times. <laughs> Why the fuck I thought I'd bring it? Honestly, I, I I'm so angry with myself that I bought him in in the first place. Um, I'm similarly angry that I went for Trent over Cancelo. Yeah, I took out Trippier for him. I, I just I don't know what I was going through. My to honestly, it was a deadline day. It was literally ten minutes before deadline. And I was like, I have one point two million to spend. Where can I upgrade? And I decided to go Trippier to Van Dyke. What a fucking idiot! I mean, that is the <laughs> dumbest move I've ever made. It's so stupid that I'm even tempted to go Van Dyke back to Trippier. <laughs> Which isn't. I mean, like, I mean, realizing like point two or something like that. Oh, point three. Um, I mean, realizing your mistakes is half the battle in FPL. So, I mean, if you do need to go backwards, but uh, he probably will become Dunk. Actually, I've already obviously mentioned that, but um, more than likely Dunk this week, um, unless we get more news on Bloody Mitrovic that he's not going to be playing this week, then I may have to uh, may have to move him out just because. Just see, see, just again, depending on what news we hear from him. If it's like, oh, actually, he's going to be out now for another like four weeks, and obviously, it's time to get rid of him. Um, if we hear that obviously he's going to be back this week, then no, it'll be the Van Dyke to dunk move. Yourself? Um, I think looking at my team, I need another wild card. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not too bad. I, I do just, I've just been quite unfortunate in that, yeah, I have made some wrong decisions, which I could do with undoing, but it's mainly that made those decisions and then the players that I brought in slash kept have now got injured. So as I mentioned, Fafana pretty much as soon as I played my wild card, then got injured in the Champions League. So uh, he needs to go. Uh, Trent needs to go for form, but also he is injured. Um, so even if he wasn't injured, we're probably going to concede at least two against City, which means another zero pointer for him. So I'm tempted to move him on to Cancelo, which will will cause me problems for game week 12 in terms of benching. Um so maybe I'll go to Reese James for a week or two and then move back to Cancelo. But uh, yeah, this week I think is going to be... I rolled last week, so I've got two free transfers. I think it's going to be a firefighting week, getting rid of injured players. And then, um, yeah, so I'll hold Salah, I think, for this week. And then if I am going to move him on, it will probably be... I guess if I am keeping him, I should probably just keep him for 13, just on the off chance. Um, but I'm very tempted to switch him to KDB after game week 12. Um, so, yeah, rolling. Maybe captain... Oh, it just does have to be perma-captain Haaland, doesn't it? I'm looking and Son is tempted. Tempting, rather. Um, so Zaha against Leicester, actually. It is away from home, but... And he was a bit frustrating against Leeds, but... Yeah, I mean, Everton have, looked, Everton have looked slightly better. I wouldn't... They're not. They're not they're not playing as poorly as they did at the start of no. the season. So it's one of those where it's just, I mean, Harlem was over 200% of face of ownership this week. Yeah. Pretty gross. People actually triple captain him already. Um, yeah. For me, it's going to be Harland. It's always Harland. It's always Harland. Um, yeah. And then the league, I mean, I've dropped down the league again. I'm eighth now. God, bloody hell. I'm actually quite close to the bottom now, which is quite Oh, sad. really? Yeah. How many did we end up with? 131. Yeah, I'm over. Well, I'm not near the bottom. I'm over halfway down. I'm at 83 out of 130. So, yeah. Um, Maris, still top. 671 points now. 
He is now 818th in the world. That is huge. I'm very impressed. Very impressive stuff. So yeah, hopefully he can go on to win it. That'd be quite cool. Imagine if he won it. That that wouldn't be pretty good, wouldn't it? Do you mean overall or our league? No, overall. (laughs) Overall, obviously. (laughs) I don't give a shit about our league. I want to win our league, but that's not going to happen anymore. Um, Yeah, but again, another really good score. 79 points again for him. So I mean, he's absolutely smashing it at the moment. Um, Where is everyone getting these points from? I can only get 45. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me your secret. Brilliant. Uh, I think, so I can't see, I mean, the, the highest score I can see at the moment is 89. Oh, wait, okay, I've not seen 89. Who's 89? Robert Perricht. Down in, uh, he is like 100 and something. That's fine. He's a uh, point scored with 89, as I said. Cancelo, Trent, uh, Trent, Trippier, Diaz, Saka, Almiron, Martinelli, Kane, and Haaland. So points everywhere. Only three blanks. He is all out, so I, I, can't, I can't be bothered to look through and see if anyone else has players still to play. But that could. I mean, if change. they do, if they do, it's Aston Villa versus Forest. I mean, it's not going to be an exciting game, is it? So, well, you never know. Another Midlands derby. It's going to be a shit game. The fact, they, <laughs> the, fact they pick, the fact they pick there as a Monday evening game is just disgusting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and yeah, if you want to come join the league, the code is BJ3GEE. I will post it this week because I keep forgetting to put it actually on the Twitter. And um, I think that's it. Is that all we've got time for? Sounds like that's all we've got time for. That's all we've got time for. Um, yeah, you can come follow us on Twitter. Uh, I am FBL Dummy Tom. Cam over there is FBL Dummy Cam. Uh, the main podcast is FBO Dummies. Um, shock and awe, hey. Um, thanks for listening, wherever you're listening to us. Um, I mean, you can leave us a review on Apple or on Spotify. I mean, you probably can leave us a review on other things as well, but don't think they really do much. So, But yeah, feel free. That would be great. And um, thank you very much for listening once again this week. We will be back next week for hopefully a better week. Yeah, some more lamentations of how bad both my FPL and real life team are. So, uh... <laughs> I mean, real life, I had, quite good. I, had quite, I had quite a nice weekend. I went to an Oktoberfest, dressed up in lederhosen, looked like an idiot. Um, but other than that, it was pretty, pretty good. Actually. A normal weekend for you then? Normal weekend for me, yeah, dressed <laughs> like an idiot. Yeah, absolutely. So um, come back next week. Yeah, I might have dressed like an idiot again and hopefully we'll have some more uh, FPL musings for you and catch us later. Cheers for now. Bye.